So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at a series entitled Challenge Accepted. And throughout this series, what we're going to be looking at is the ideas of what it is that Jesus says as he is hanging on the cross, as well as what he says right before his ascension, and, and what those challenges that they issue to us, and if, we're, if we are or are not willing to accept the challenge. And this week we're going to look at one of those phrases that Jesus uttered from the cross. But the, before we even dive into what that phrase is, I want to ask the question of what is the most difficult thing for you to do? I can recall growing up and thinking that I was never going to be able to learn to ride a bike. And I could as I'm sitting here going through the list in my head of all the difficult things that I've had to do in my life, I think one of the most difficult things to do is to forgive someone. And for many of us, we may be sitting there going, yeah, because uh, we're all holding on to grudges. We all have those people in our lives that we haven't forgiven for whatever reason. And we may be even, as we're hearing this saying, well, they're not forgive. They shouldn't be forgiven. Which raises the question, why is it so hard to forgive? But for some of us, we're saying, oh, it's not difficult at all to forgive. I do it all the time. But I was reading a study by the Barna Group, which is a group that does a lot of research, and they released the results of a study that they did on forgiveness and on mercy. And it showed the following things. That a quarter of practicing Christians say that there is a person that they cannot forgive. And almost half of practicing Christians say that mercy doesn't influence their thoughts or actions or they haven't thought about whether it does or not. They don't think about the idea of mercy. And one in five practicing Christians reports struggling to receive forgiveness for something that they have personally done. So it's not just that we struggle with forgiveness when it is giving when it is forgiving someone else. It's also we struggle with Forgiving ourselves. So it went on to say, Christians grapple with whether certain people deserve compassion or forgiveness, and they are not all that different from non-Christians when it comes to this idea of mercy and forgiveness and grace. And so, as we look at some scripture, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 18, beginning in verse 21, as we look at the idea of forgiveness. And when we look at it, it will make sense as to why. Because Peter comes to Jesus and he asks, asks him, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or my sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? And, and Jesus goes on to tell this parable of forgiveness. But you can see that even Peter, while he's a disciple of Jesus Christ, is struggling with this forgiveness thing. And he's like, I, I, I've forgiven enough. How many times do I have to do this? And Jesus goes on to say, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times, which is not to say you keep track of it, but it's that idea that you've done it so many times that you're not keeping track of it anymore. You're just continually doing it. He went on to tell this parable, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. And since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. 
At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay you back everything. And the servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins, so a far less debt. And he grabbed him and he began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. And his fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. And when the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told the master everything that had happened. And then the master called the servant to in and said, you wicked servant. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I did on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sisters from your heart. And so what we're hearing in this text is that, one, if we fail to forgive when we fail to realize the severity of our own debt. We, it's, it's hard for us to forgive when, when we don't understand that we also need to be forgiven. And so the first thing we need to do is to be honest with ourselves and realize how, that God has, how much God has forgiven us, how much we need God's grace. And the second thing that this points out to us is that we fail to forgive when we fail to recognize who's really in charge. When we think that we're the one that holds punishment, when we're the one that can make people feel bad, when we're the one that is in charge, we hold it over others. But God says, I'm already forgiven them whether you like it or not. If they seek my grace, they will find it. And we fail to forgive, the third thing, when we fail to rejoice in our own release. You know, when we don't realize that God has already forgiven us, we fail to forgive others. But you know what's more difficult than just forgiveness? You know what is even more difficult? Is forgiving someone when they don't even apologize. Or, or, or when they don't even acknowledge that they've done something wrong. You see, this is where we get to the text of Jesus on the cross. He's been beaten. He's been hung on the cross. And there he is, about to breathe his last breath. And Jesus, from the cross, cries out, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Jesus is saying, forgive them, because they don't even realize that they've done anything wrong. Now, for many of us, we, we hear this and go, man, no. I couldn't do that. And I think one of the reasons that it's so difficult for us to forgive is because forgiveness is painful. It, it's hard and painful to forgive. It's a lot easier to seek revenge and harbor resentment, to, to seek to punish those that have done us wrong to seek to hurt those that hurt us. I mean, for instance, just think about our prayer life. How much of our prayer life is about others? And how much is about ourselves? So often we say, God, forgive me. God, give me this. God, help me with this. God, help me with that. Very rarely do many of us go, and God, help those that have hurt me. You know, we oftentimes, even when we're praying for those 
that have been hurt in our world, we how often do we pray for those that have done the hurting and say, God, change their heart, forgive them, fill their lives with your love? Because we look at them and say, they don't deserve forgiveness. And the reality that we need to realize is none of us do. Crucifixion is an excruciating torture that Jesus suffered and bled and died. But his first prayer was not for himself, but for others. Father, forgive them. Forgive even Judas who betrayed me, even Peter who denied me, Pilate who condemned me, the priests in the crowds who are still screaming, crucify him, the Pharisees and the Sadducees who plotted all of this, forgive them. The soldier that just struck me and spit in my face, God, Father, forgive them. And if Jesus can forgive them, then he will forgive us. And if Jesus can forgive us, then should we not forgive? Jesus is, he is showing us how to practice what we preach. Jesus practiced what he preached. He prayed for his, he says, pray for your enemies. And here we see him doing that. He was willing to forgive those who did not deserve it or ask for it. But we find ourselves living in a world where we harbor bitterness and unforgiveness and resentment. And as we do, it, root, it, it takes root in our lives. It festers like a wound and, and it eats away at us. And what we hear through the idea of forgiveness is to let it go. Don't let the past hurts get in the way of our future happiness. Because what we start to also see through this text is that forgiveness is powerful. It's setting others free, but it's also setting self free to go and to live into our future happiness. You see, holding on to your hurts many times only hurts you. Holding a grudge doesn't mean that you are holding guilt over someone else because God has already forgiven them if they've asked for it. But, it, it, but this idea of forgiveness is setting us free from the feelings of anger, hostility, and hurt. It's setting us free from all that stuff that's bound us up to, to, that we can't live our life anymore because we're so wrapped up in what has happened that we can't go forth into what could happen. See, forgiveness is a call for us to let go of the chains of the past that bind us up and that bind our neighbors up and that we may truly live into the everlasting truth that the best of all is God is with us. Amen and amen.